Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> So, how was your week, John? It was, in, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, how so? Um, like, uh, I think a lot of new listeners have uh-uh. joined the podcast, so hello if you stuck around. Probably Got not. Some in, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Got some stuff They just, they came for the media. tea. They came for the tea and they left. And they got it and they just, they just tea and dash. They, yep, they got the you tea. You don't know that. Some people might still be here. Hello, new listeners. Hi, this is like a more regular episode. We're just going to have fun. But <laughs> before we do have fun, I think we need an update on what happened last week. And I'll give mine first. I went back and I I bought the truffle butter. Mm. And it's like, the, it's homemade there. Like it's, it's made in their kitchen. Oh, really? So they take the Bordier. Oh, so they make butter. it fresh at the at the shop. They, they shave, shave down some truffles. Whoa. They mix it together. It could use more truffles, but it's pretty good. Ooh. I want to put it on a steak. That's what I want to try. See, I think like that's why you should get the base, just like the regular semi-salted. And, you do, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you do it yourself. You that's can make your own compound, like garlic, herb, whatever nonsense butter that you want to make. Yeah, like I do a red wine shallot butter that I think would be astounding. Again, on steak. Like you reduce red wine? Yeah, so you cook shallots. Mm. Uh, in, you reduce it in red wine. Right. And then when the red wine's all but evaporate, you mix in the butter, some herbs, mix it together. goes great on a steak. Ooh. But I think the truffle butter on the steak is going to be bomb. I'm going to do that. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Do so you have any you? other butter? But, do you have any butter updates? Um, I, I not, not really. I've been busy with like a whole bunch of other things this week. That's good. Like a lot of like random things just started coming up. Um like released a song have to prep a, a bunch of promo for that a bunch of like video and visual materials for that yeah you um, had a busy week yeah so it's gonna it's it's gonna get busier i'm waiting for everything to calm down so i can finally play um ghost of tsushima because <laughs> um, <laughs> that game has played been played 300 <laughs> like yeah. over this in this house yeah it's been played by multiple people and yeah um i still haven't touched it i've finished it my girlfriend is about two-thirds of the way through one of our roommates is about half the way through i, I just haven't gamed in general i yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. gamed like i mean I've, i think i've played like two or three rounds of overwatch or something but man like it's been a it's been a hectic week and like i think doing things like playing video games as dumb as it may sound is very healing healing, healing. healing. i like that yes yeah, it's very healing for me yeah yeah i know we have a lot to get get into but I mean, yeah, I mean, someone came out with a song, and it's in English this time. So, Nathan, I really want to know, what are your thoughts on BTS's Dynamite? Mm. Isn't it fun? Oh, my gosh. It's it, The video is, like, it's popping. 
It's a summer bop. Can I just it's, say? I haven't heard it yet. Oh, you suck. <laughs> Can I just say, it is like the song that 2020 needs. Yeah, I'm sure. Can we listen to it right now? Is that something we could do at least I, at the I, beginning? I don't it's think so. And it's illegal. It's probably bad podcasting. But yeah. I have a point. Like, I want to talk about it because it's like... Yeah, BTS came out with a new single. It, okay, so it's in this, English. This is from my perspective, someone who has not yep. heard it yet. Yep. I've seen thumbnails and things, um, but literally have no idea what the song sounds like. You get the gist. Um, <coughs> oof. <coughs> I got the COVIDs. Oh, no. I got COVID lung. <coughs> oh, I think I just like inhaled a bit of dust that was on from the microphone. From the microphone? Oh, that's uh, uncomfortable. Gotta wash these. Okay, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, from someone looking at the outside, it looks like they're doing like a return to form kind of thing, like back in their DNA uh, days. No. <laughs> no? No, not at all. Just in terms of like the aesthetic, because like I know that they did this darker thing late last year and uh, early yeah, this yeah, year. Ah, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. And like I, I, I didn't really see much of it. So like in terms of like the video aesthetic this time, it looks very much like a like, hey, remember us? Yeah. I think like <laughs> from the stuff from like the love yourself days. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so articulate about this. Like when they did stuff like fire and, and, and dope and all that shit. Yeah, it was bright and powerful. But it was also had like this youthful exuberance. Right. Then they kinda got like all serious and dark and stuff with yeah. uh Map of the Soul uh ego. And then this one is like it's just a fun bop. You're right. It's like if I had to describe the sound, it's like Bruno Mars mixed with Maroon Five. Oh, okay. That's what cool. it sounds like, right? And then it's well, in English. Cha- the thing is also like those guys share a lot of the same producers. True. Yeah. True. It's this is the first song actually that, I th- or at least one of the very few that I can think of that's like not written by none of them. Like this is just someone wrote it for them. Right. Um, if I told you the name, you'd probably know him. He's like one of those famous dudes. But um, Ooh. in terms of a songwriter, I'll look it up later. Okay. But can I? But what I wanted to say is that this is the song that 2020 needs. It's mm. like pure positivity. No. Like it's just. Positivity and good times, and it makes no fucking sense. Right, like the lyrics are like they're like nonsense. It the lyrics are like a pastiche of positivity. That's all right. it is. Okay, here Nathan's reaching for his phone to see what the lyrics are. I'm, I'm, I am. There's like curious. They're like it's like if you want to see seven Korean boys dancing like Michael Jackson, this is the song for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's crazy because it's broken all sorts of interviews it's like as of this recording i think they're like on 112 million views uh-huh. and it's only been out for like a couple of days it's it's cray cray shoes on get up in the morn cup of milk let's rock and roll yep king kong kick the drum rolling on like a rolling stone we call it sing karaoke. song when i'm walking home jump up to the top lebron ding dong call me on my phone iced tea and a game of ping, ping pong. pong wow yeah <laughs> yeah that's the first verse oh it's great it's great it's isn't it just nonsense it's just like images of youthful exuberance and and like nostalgia i guess that's the idea it's kind of like the mcdonald's of songs where it's just trying to please every aspect of everybody and like try to be like paint with as broad of a brush as possible but it's so fun oh yeah yeah but there's a lot of auto-tuning i mean and like it's it's not auto-tuning in the sense of like oh they have to correct it it's like you know it's being used as a tool yeah yeah like Like, but there's a lot of it i feel like these days it's it's used more as like an instrument than anything else Mm -hmm. because like most people that are recording artists can sing nowadays it's just easier to find talent because of how connected the world is so most people that you hear on the radio and like you hear on wherever they they can sing it's just that auto-tune sometimes or melodyne um, a more like slightly more complex version of autotune. Um, mm-hmm. They can be used as like enhancers or instruments to kind of like uh, <clears throat> accentuate a feeling or mm-hmm. like make it 
sound so clean if they intend it to be. Like it, 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 it there's so many like layers to it. Because even like crazy people like Jacob Collier, like mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff has like a bit of melodyne on it, especially his background vocals to give, to it, a give it this texture flavor. Well, yeah, just to give say? it this very clean like sound you know because there's a there's a place for a live sound but in a studio recording you almost need this especially modern studio recordings you want this like clean very um like a like a wall of sound kind of situation yeah, yeah, yeah. melodyne can or autotune can give you melodyne it's yeah. like M- melodyne i don't know i just find it fun to say <laughs> it's a fun software to use like yeah. you can literally go into like the like the 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 slightest pitches in your voice. Like say if I were to melodyne what I'm talking, what mm-hmm. I'm saying right now, I could make myself say all of these words in a melody using melodyne. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you're preaching to the chorus because you know, as much as I love BTS's Dynamite, I think the song of my summer. Did we talk about this? Is is Trump's ramp the ramp song? No, Trump versus the ramp. You never heard the song? Remember this? Remember when you tried to go down a ramp? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> a little more. I found is this, this song. Is this Trump's words? Yeah. <laughs> is this by the auto-tuned news guys? This is called uh, Shmo Yoho. Mm, yeah. Okay, hold on. Chorus. I, I want to give thanks to Zach Braff for bringing this into my life because the Scrub podcast, they talked about it. Dude, like, you know these guys have been... Turn it down. It's Wait, so on. loud. Sorry. Yeah. I, I just wanted... This is my favorite part. Here, good. Listen. <laughs> That's so good. That's so, so good. So these guys, the Shmo Yoho guys, yeah, yeah. they've been around for like... A decade, like over a decade for sure. And this is their thing. Yeah, like I like they they used to do this series called Auto Tune to News. Oh. Like, and this was like old school YouTube, like before advertisements were a thing on YouTube. Oh yeah, and, and like they figured out how to you know basically get views by auto tuning. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I never actually looked people. at their other videos, but like I went to their videos and arranged by most popular. And yeah, from ten years ago, their their auto tune song has 147 million views. It's amazing. There's a really amazing one with Katie Couric that I can't remember what it's called. Dude, I but, can't imagine anything better than the ramp song. I love the ramp song so much. I, I just know that like some of those songs, like they're they're embedded somewhere in my memory. Right. Like if I just I just need to hear them once and I'll be singing them all week. That's so funny. Yeah, but they're amazing. I'll check out the rest later. Yeah. Uh do we talk about Dikosh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're ten minutes in, so why not? <laughs> uh, well, also first, welcome to episode uh, episode one hundred thirty four, mm-hmm. the Good Hang Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm John. That's Nathan. Yo. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else to say? I mean, since last episode, or since you know, it's been a week. Yeah. More news has come out. It's yeah. very clear to me that he did some fucked up stuff. Yeah. Still, no news on the news. Uh, uh, sorry, on the police investigation. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, since last week, I feel like I, I, I've been like semi-canceled, like Mm-mm. not not fully canceled. Maybe a touch like of the cancel. Yeah, like maybe like um, TBC for season renewal, or right. maybe you're, you're like, on the bubble. Yeah, or maybe like you know transferred over to a streaming platform, but not uh, you quite got mo- canceled. You got moved to Friday night at the yeah, very least. Yeah, not super canceled. Um, Good timing, bro. You just released a single. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, a lot of people misunderstood like my response to. Oh, uh, let's not put that on them. Let's let's, let's no, take no, a little I, bit I put of it responsibility. Yeah, exactly. I, I put I put I hundred percent put it on me. Like yeah, they yeah. misunderstood what I was saying, but that's because I didn't say it clearly enough. Yeah. Um, and we, we think 
we think and sexual be- harassing minors is wrong. I, it's weird because I'm not used to being in like the public eye. Yeah. And it's like sometimes I don't realize that like you got to uh, be specific. I'm thinking it and it's obvious. You got to be, yeah, be very specific. And of course, because we did mention in the last episode that these survivors, they took a huge risk yeah. coming out of their stories. Like this is not like they're not just Twitter accounts. Again, like, I think I said that last week as well. These are people with friends, families, like lives, like social lives, everything. that, And all of this gets, you know... It's, it gets pushed right to the edge when you come out of a story like this. So, like, I appreciate that risk that they've taken. I appreciate the bravery that it took. And, like, I appreciate the shit they've gone through, the trauma they've lived through. Yeah. Fucking sucks, man. And you can't yeah. really... There's nothing... Yeah. There's no words to describe, like, what they've yeah. been going through. I mean, yeah. it sucks. But um, with regards to, like, how people have been responding to... I'll just go for me specifically first. Yeah. Because I, I never really made a statement statement. I kind of just like reposted a very impassioned reply <laughs> to an Instagram comment that I made. picked up by the news. Yeah. And um, that was really like my mistake because you would think after so many years of doing this, I would know better than to take a online comment personally. I, 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 I'm usually really good with that. I'm usually really good with not taking the things that I see online personally and I'm able to like use both my heart and my brain mm-hmm. to figure out a way to respond to these people in a way that like um is uh a way that I can live with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and with how I responded to that comment on my Instagram and that essentially became my statement about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was a moment of weakness. I did not respond with both my brain and my heart. I responded with just my heart, pretty much. How would you do it differently? Um, <clears throat> would you do it differently? I think I would have just not replied that person directly. Yeah, maybe like put up a post like a long, like effectively the same something idea, like that. But a little bit yeah, more, and or, not to one specific yeah. person. Or maybe not have even said anything at all. Although, like you know, I feel like that's <clears throat> well, science s- silence can suggest. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word, not complicity, but the you know, opposite know. of condemnation. Yeah, support. I get. Uh, I guess um, it's alliteration. It's nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really a case where I responded with my heart and not my brain. My brain did, could not catch up fast enough, and my brain was the logic part of it would of course want to state all of the things that I feel about the case and not just how I feel about my friend being embroiled in all of it right in the center, Mm -hmm. being the cause of all of it in the center. And it was something that I responded very emotionally to because he's someone that I know, because he's not just like an internet personality to me. I think that's why like we find it so easy to be able to have like very clean and clear objective views about other countries' news stories or like when other celebrities fuck up and things like that, we're able to kind of like have a very balanced perspective Mm. as I've seen many that have been coming out. um, Well, I mean, you say balanced, but I also say that sometimes also we can have a reaction that is uncluttered by, in other words, we can jump to conclusions. Like we can throw, you know, like... Oh, we don't know that person. We have no personal connection to them. We immediately hate them. Yeah. And we have no problem doing that. And nor yeah. should we. Yeah. But you're not quite in the same boat. We're yeah. not quite in the same boat. Yeah. But yes, what he did was wrong for 100%. And yeah. harassment of sexual, of minors is fucking, quite frankly, it's, it's, it's evil. Yeah. Even even when there is uh, no physical contact or anything, like yeah. in, in this day and age that we live in, words have a lot of power. Yeah. A lot of, and, and, and like, you know, we we all know texting's not just texting. Yeah. Like it's communication. It's yeah. a very strong form of communication. So like yeah. And he it, wanted something from them. Yeah. And because he's in a position of power, right? Yeah. It's 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 messed up, I won't lie. It's really weird that like 
he even engaged in all these activities like a, a big part of me is trying to like wrap my head around that as well yeah um but i still stand by what i said in, in the sense that yeah. like i would i would i still want to be there for him yeah i listened to the podcast back again uh, i haven't done that in a long time and i was like okay good i stand by everything i said i will say there was one thing i wanted to add or at least one thing i wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. um do, so I that, need, do i need to redact anything no 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 okay uh, not, not about the podcast <laughs> but there's just something i wanted to i felt like bringing up last on the last recording but i, did, I didn't bring it up for whatever reason and it's just it's like a philosophical idea it's like I had this debate with my friend in school, mm. and it's funny because, like, we were talking about basically, we were talking about, like, what it, can we be friends with someone who act deplorably? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I can't be friends with someone who's racist, right? Like, straight up racist, because if not only for the fact that they're racist, but that would be that would say things about their character that I know I wouldn't get along with. Like, you know what I mean? So, obviously, yeah, if they're why, racist, that's why you're so them. distant from your parents. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, God, we hate Australians so much. And you know what? I dated Australia for three years. And they made fun of her accent. And she, they threw her a boomerang. Um, it was terrible. Uh, but, okay, let's, let's go to the extreme and let's try to pare it down. Mm-hmm. Hitler... <laughs> By the way, okay. is it okay to be friends with Hitler? By the way, like I never thought in a million years that I would be mentioned in the same breath as like Jeffrey Epstein and Trump. Yeah, because like I chose to say that I'm going to like be there to help him when he no, needs. But, yeah, but, like, he, but here's my point, and that's that's kind of the point I'm trying to get at, right? <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Because I agree with you that yeah, you stick with your friends, but at what at what point do you not? Right. And and what makes you do that? Because like, because people were saying cut ties with him, but I'm like, oh, but, but I mean? here's it's the like, thing: the relationship is going to be very different. Of course, it's right? going to be extremely different. But I'm going to do like like how how I would approach it is I just know that I don't want to like cut and run because mm-hmm. like you don't want to ghost him basically. Yeah, because it's become inconvenient to to, to be his friend or whatever. Don't say inconvenient like, though. It's more than that, isn't it? Okay, fine. It's, it's like become it's conflicting to yourself personally. Is that what you're saying? I think just in general, like for myself personally, for the people like in the outside world, like it has a definite, like the relationship is not going to be the same. Right. And so I let me can't ask speak to the future, but I just know that like <clears throat> I have known this person for too long hmm. in my life um, to like not, how do I put this? To not sort this out with him myself. You know, like you owe you owe yourself, you owe him, and you owe the relationship. Yes, the chance to do that exactly. Because yeah, because like if I was being like harsh and how some internet people can be, it's literally like how can you be friends with him? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you that literally: how yeah. can you be friends with him? Um, is man. it just the history? Is it? I truly don't know, and I that's really, what I'm talking about. I really can't say because again, like the relationship is going to be different. Definitely, I know I want to help him through his current situation. I don't know what is going to be after. Yeah, you know, I really don't like. Um, because you also want to hold out the hope that people can change, mm. that people can improve, and that you will not judge them for their worst moments. And what they've done in the past. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a part of them. It's a weight that they'll carry. It's a burden that they, that, that I would like to believe that these people, like whoever commits these kinds of acts, will carry for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only hope that with that knowledge of what they did, that they grow and improve from there on out. I don't know what our relationship's going to be in the future, but um, I hope that um, I can help him get on that path. Yeah. Because you know? I was being a bit facetious, but then it did have me thinking, like, if people were like, yo, Hitler's my friend, I'm going to be 
hit my friend until his friend until the Third Reich collapses. Uh-huh. What does it say about them? And obviously, D is not Hitler. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's a thought experiment. Mm. So I think it's fair to say that killing millions of people and killing Jews, very bad. Don't be friends with him. Yeah. And then when do you start pairing it back? And where do you find D in that scale? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if what if you read a, a, a memoir from, like, one of Hitler's childhood friends who was constantly holding out hope that he would one day be better? He, he, he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's a story I'd like to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, My please. life would be the Nathan Ortona story. <laughs> please, Herr Hitler, don't kill the Jews. I don't know what accent this is. There's a movie uh, I, I hadn't seen in like years. It came out in 95. It's called The Last Supper. Hmm. It's a crazy cast, by the way. It's like it's like Cameron Diaz is in there and Ron Perlman and Courtney B. Vance. And the whole idea... It's so interesting. It's actually very applicable to today, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, but it got me thinking. Because the idea is that these five friends who live together, they're all like super liberal East Coast uh, – sorry, super liberal coastal elite – not elites, but they're like intellectuals, right? Right. They're snowflakes. Let's just put it that way. Okay. And mind you, this movie was made in 1995. Mm-hmm. Ron Eldard was in it and stuff. Um, and, th- and then like it, however it happens, they start inviting – conservatives and people they find deplorable they invite them over to dinner they debate with them and if they find that they cannot like they find that like if they really are as evil as they think they are they poison them and they kill them and they bury them in the backyard oh wow and then ron and then ron perlman was like some shock jockey i think he's sort of like he was meant to be rush limbaugh type of style right like really conservative really outspoken um a political figure they invited him over and they had this debate about Basically, they were talking about, like, what would you do if you could go into a time machine back to 1909 and you met a young artist named Adolf Hitler? Would you kill him? And then Ron Perlman said no. And they were all over. They were like, yeah, you don't have the guts to do it. You're a fucking pussy, blah, blah, blah. And then Ron Perlman just simply says, no, I would – they were like, you wouldn't have the guts to do anything. He's like, that's not what I'm saying if you let me finish. I would engage him in debate and see if I can change his mind. Mm-hmm. And it was like a real profound moment that they, the characters in that movie had never thought of it before. Mm-hmm. And it just got me thinking about this whole thing. But also Hitler would have been like pretty damn young in 1909. Yeah, he would have been a young college student, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So that's my point. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. I, I, okay, so like I am generally an optimist me too. in terms of my, my views on people. I'd be lying if I said that the last five, six years of just like seeing how the world has changed has not kind of dampened that optimism yeah. a little bit. But it's still there. I, I still have a very strong optimism for towards people. I always choose to see the good in people, um, for better or for worse. Like I, it's bitten me in the ass a bunch of times, career-wise and all that. But I think it, it's it's led me on a fairly decent path, interpersonally, mm. um, and yeah, I don't know. Again. No condoning of the actions. Everything that has been said and done, there's truly, like, a bunch of shady shit happening there. Like, of course. Um, Even if, like, he didn't do, like, two out of seven of the things, the other (laughs) five are still pretty messed up, you know? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Like, I'm still holding out hope for improvement, for betterment, for change. Um, Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's what he has to say about that. Mm-hmm. You watch any cool movies this week? TV shows? Anything? <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, lot of stuff coming out. Holy crap. Because of DC fandom that came out. Um, no, uh, I wanted to to, trend, to pivot a little bit to, to another 
um, cancellation because wow, 2020 is just a year of people getting cancelled. I guess mm. um, I, I only just found this out about Joss Whedon. What happened? Ooh, I know there was whispers about him. Like he is about his bunch, wife. A bunch of things have come out oh, in the boy. last month about Joss Whedon that have kind of blown my mind. Oh, great! And again, it's creating this inner conflict in me. I guess yeah. less deep, less personal. It's more about it's more like third party kind of thing because you know you and I are big fans of many of his works. Yes, but yeah, I think like about a month ago, Ray Fisher, who is the actor for Cyborg, he mm. came out of a tweet. Um, that accompanied a video. The video was of him at Comic-Con talking about Joss Whedon replacing Zack Snyder. Okay. And it was him at Comic-Con. He said, yeah, you know, Joss Whedon's a really good guy to work with. Uh, Zack picked a good guy. We had lots of fun, blah, blah, blah. And he tweeted this video out with the comment saying something along the lines of, I would like to wholeheartedly retract the statement. Oh, damn. He then followed that up with a tweet that said that he... Um, he and many others were witness to Joss Whedon's unprofessional and um, abusive, abusive and behavior. Unacceptable. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the, the what you can. What were the exact words used? Uh, blah blah blah. So they quote: "Onset treatment of the cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable." What did he do? Yeah. So because of non-disclosure agreements and all that, they, they, he, not everything is out. But I've heard him speak about it, and he speaks like somebody who has a truth. He speaks like somebody that isn't like, you know, not really bullshitting. And I am just so, uh, I don't know. Like, this is the kind of news I just don't know how to take. I like, because my brain is going like, yes, if he did bad things, then he should not be allowed to continue to work in, you know, (laughs) gigantically high paying jobs in such a position of power. But my heart is like, oh, but Firefly, oh, but. Avengers. Oh, but Dr. Horrible. <laughs> like, what the fuck you know? is happening? So, yeah, a lot of John is now just scrolling. Yeah, I am just like, like, I'm like not even listening to me. <laughs> I'm just reading up on you. I don't even know. I also don't know how I missed any of this shit. This exactly. I, I guess, you know, it's, it's lots of stuff has been happening in the news. Yeah, because I. Because, yeah, Snyder's talking about it, saying that when he releases the Snyder cut, finally, whatever, um, that he's not going to use anything that Joss shot. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, apparently this story runs pretty deep. A lot of people have a lot of things to say. Kevin Smith weighed in on it as well. Um, like, a bunch of, like, people that also worked on the set um, uh, corroborated as well. True. Um, yes. None of the other big actors have corroborated this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, you know, it's an incredibly brave thing for this Ray Fisher guy to do. Because, you know, like previously we mentioned, um, any victim of abuse that comes out puts everything on the line. And this is, while not like a one-to-one comparison, there's some shades to that as well. Because he's putting his fucking career on the line. Ray, Ray, um, Ray Fisher. Yeah. Like this, Justice League was his first big movie. And then he comes out saying that Joss Whedon, one of the most respected directors and writers in Hollywood, was a complete dick. And after he came out, suddenly so many people are like starting to crawl out of the woodwork and talk about this behavior, oh, dear. including the guy that played Angel in Buffy. David Boreanaz? Yeah. He said he, he came out of the story basically saying that like um, when Angel was getting very popular, Joss Whedon got super upset for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like Joss Whedon had intended for Angel to be like this mini villain that would just come and go. 
Oh, as when Angel was a character on Buffy. Yes, when Angel was a character on Buffy. Okay. But as Angel's popularity grew and eventually got him a spinoff. Which is Joss's idea, right? Well, no, apparently Joss Whedon like pulled him aside and said, I don't care how popular you are. You're dead. Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also like just a whole bunch of crazy stories. Like how, do you remember that scene in Justice League where um, the Flash ends up on Wonder Woman's boobies? Mm, on like on the ground and the I've yeah. forgotten so much about this movie. It's like a split second yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, they fall and then Flash tries to save Wonder Woman or something. And when they both fall to the ground, like the Flash is like the Flash lands on Wonder Woman's like boobs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Gal Gadot um, refused to shoot that scene. Uh-huh. She refused to shoot that scene that that would um, sexualize this character. Also, oh, they put use a, do- a body double. They used a body double. Yeah. Not before, apparently, Joss berated her and said uh-huh. that he could end her career or something like that. Um, so, yeah, you can actually see it in the scene when Wonder Woman's on the ground and flashes on top of her. Her face can't be seen. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yo, it's not just Joss Whedon. They're saying that Jeff Johns... And yeah, so Jeff Johns and the other guy as well, were they enabled the behavior. Which other guy? John Berg? Yeah. They said that... Um, he said that these two guys who were executive producers in the movie... Um, enabled this behavior and one of them I forgot which one Jeff Johns or or the other guy came out saying that all of this conflict they tried to simplify it basically Mm -hmm. and said that this conflict came from Ray Fisher declining to say the catchphrase booyah okay which is you know it kind of like simplifies it and makes it sound petty which I don't think this is the situation I feel like they're like this you know, line of abuse yeah. goes very far when so many people have so much to say. Of course. And it's just, man, my brain, like, you're, okay, you're taking this news fresh right now. How yeah, are yeah, you, yeah. how is your brain reacting? It's, oh, God, it sucks. Because <laughs> like, you're a big Joss Whedon I'm the, one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest, for sure. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Like, okay. Can you... So let me get you, my PR hat on. I think all abuse and toxic behavior is negative and the sexualization of Gal Gadot is really inappropriate and all that shit. Okay. All the stuff I love is bad. <laughs> we can't have nice things anymore. Nathan, between Joss Whedon and J.K. Rowling being canceled, I nothing. I didn't. I got nothing. Yeah. Joss D and J.K. All of your three pillars. Are <laughs> yeah, the, the my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh my god! What if like this time next year, like all of BTS is canceled? <laughs> uh... You will have you will have nothing left in this world, I John. Guess all I'll have is myself. And you, you're, you're you're already semi canceled. I've been I, I've I, I've I've gone through like three separate possible cancellations in the last year. It's impressive. It's scary. I don't know when it's going to be my time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what am I going to do that's going to make me get canceled? Like, oh my god! Like, 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 if I take somebody's seat that they put tissue paper on, am I going to get canceled for that? Try not to think about it. I guess. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's like, fuck. And I'm not saying that I should be able to, like, enjoy these things. Like, for example, I haven't watched any, like, um, who have I not watched that's been canceled? Louis C.K. Yeah, like, Louis C.K. I haven't been able to enjoy any of his shit before. Yeah? Since, since right. his whole thing. Be- well, yeah, because his shit also kind of skirts that line of, like, you know, oh, these are very devious and dirty things that you're saying, but then, like, because you assume that the person saying them knows better, yeah, it becomes a joke. But yeah. like, when that, like, 
thought barrier gets like um yeah uh, you can't listen to what he says yeah you can't quite listen filter. to what he says about going like hmm, he, he did those gross things he thinks these things for real <laughs> and then like <laughs> jk not, rowling man i'm like uh, like her transphobia is very upsetting hmm. so yeah i guess i need to find a campaign of find things that <sighs> does that mean like we, just, we all have to just be like Zack snyder heads now <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan. I'm really not. Damn. <laughs> if you want great art, you have to be able to settle for some real shitty behavior. <laughs> we, we, look, we can watch Kirk Cameron's stuff. I, I still listen to Michael Jackson. I still enjoy Michael Jackson's music very much. Man. Like, you, you can't tell me if I started playing, like, Smooth Criminal right now that you no, wouldn't I would be, be dancing. Like, right? Separating the art from the artist, right? That's a whole thing in and of itself. That I haven't thought too much about. Yeah. So, okay, again, with the thing with D, like, similar to Louis C.K. I didn't like any of his thoughts, okay? (laughs) But similar to Louis C.K., right? Where, like, he is saying all of these things, and, like, he's commenting on all of these, like, people being idiots in public and all that, all these stupid things. Um, And when you are watching it with the context of, like, this guy knows better. Yeah. It becomes funny because you're just yeah, like commenting. Or like he's mentioning all the things that we think about sometimes maybe but don't act on. Yeah. There's something that tickles your brain that way. Yeah. Only if you strictly don't act on it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. It colors it colors things very differently. Like like a phrase that I've been seeing a lot in the past few weeks is aged like milk. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Can you still watch Firefly? Are you going to ever rewatch it for like the sixth time? I like, excuse me, say, like twelfth time. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard to say. It depends. Man, I was just about to rewatch and, Firefly like sometime this month. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And my thing also is like, I mean, we don't know what happened with We're going to take that road again. Uh, yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 2020. Oh, 2020. Like, okay, like the the part of all of this that I find really beautiful is mm. that um, more and more you're seeing the internet give a voice to the voiceless, which is great. And uh, and that has been what the internet has been doing since the the very inception of it. You know, with like forums and message boards and like YouTube and all these like very user friendly platforms that give a voice to the voiceless, give a creative outlet for the creative minds out mm. there. It's just that now you're seeing it kind of transform and pivot to just creative stuff or like weird random stuff. And you know, like, you know, it is too. Maybe it's like growing pains because like for too long the people have been in power, have had the power basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. the white cisgendered heteronormative people, and then maybe we just need a little while for the people with voices that have been quieted to develop and to get projects, and maybe awesome stuff will come out in the future. Oh, hundred percent. It's a very fascinating like growth in our culture yeah it's a transitional that, like, period yeah it's a it's a very exciting growth in our culture that like the people that didn't have um that didn't think they had the ability to say anything before mm. can can let their voices be heard mm. and i find that inspiring i find that like exciting for the future of just our planet in general mm-hmm. um because i think we all know that there are many injustices in the world that go unnoticed there are many like disgusting things crime criminal or otherwise that happen um without any knowledge Mm -hmm. and i guess like again the optimist in me is hoping that like 
this culture would only enable sh- like it would only like uh, not enable shit like that to happen anymore yeah you know like maybe in like 30 40 years time everyone is like afraid to get canceled so they just behave no but i mean I <laughs> in, in in a way that is or, acceptable not or, not or like, more it's like I, I, for what i i don't want the fear of cancel culture to exist i want i think cancel culture is a byproduct of this transitional period you know right. where it's like in the future people will know from being from being a kid uh, from being a kid onwards like what's appro- appropriate and what how to wield your power and what is right and wrong and stuff like that. And mostly understanding accountability. I hope that, so. Yeah, that you are accountable for your actions. I know that's something that like younger kids can't really grasp because I definitely couldn't when I was younger. But I'm curious, like, does that mean that with this being so big in popular culture, with this being so much in the zeitgeist, that like, um, even like people will start younger and younger to like start living more consciously and to really start thinking about the consequences of their actions, or the like, accountability of their actions. I don't know. It's like it, I guess the thing is that morality on and of, in of itself has not evolved much. I mean, be a good person, right? Yeah. But is cancel culture? Is it like we see you when you're not being a good person? We'll know when you're not being a good person. Right. Fuck. It's like Big Brother, man. They're always watching you. The internet. Mm-hmm. People you've done things to. We would live in a police state under the internet. All hail. Oh, dear. Lord HTTP. QAnon. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Exciting times, though. Exciting, exciting times. Maybe the only stuff that I can enjoy is the stuff that I create. Maybe I'll go make a movie or something. And then rape someone in five years. Damn, shut up. (laughs) And then Take you my stuff away. <laughs> oh man, sexual misconduct is baffling to me. In what sense? Like, it's such an awkward process already. Like when you throw a salt in, you know. You throw a what in? Assault. Salt in the the wound that is sexual misconduct. What do you assault. Mean? Assault. Assault. I thought you meant like a piece, a grain of salt. I got very confused. No, like to throw in like assault or like question. I don't know. It's assault. Just, Assault. Assault. You're saying assault? Assault. 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 Or, you know, it's like assaultive behavior. Yeah. Combative behavior, whatever it is. Like, man, just it it baffles me the kind of people that like... (sighs) I guess power is like a pretty... Like, in other words... Power is a killer drug. You find it hard to like figure out why people are abusive and stuff? Yeah. Or why do you think they can get away with shit like this? That's so sweet of you. Um, no, it's more like, truly, like how, can, like, how do you think you can get away with shit like this? Because, like, okay, I understand if you're in a position of power, but then, like, everyone knows that in a position of power, your accountability is also so much higher. Yeah. But just in general, right? But Like, say, like, uh, physically mistreating somebody or, like, physically mistreating someone in a, in a sexual uh, mm. context without their consent. Um or we're still like forcing forcing yourself on somebody. Like there's, it's just, just that id, man. It's the id. That's what prostitution's for. Well, I guess then people kill hookers as well. Damn, man. No, but it's like it's it's like, it, yeah. I guess a lot of it is the exercise of power and like the exercise of their raw, like sexual desire, like in a fucked up way. Like, yeah, I don't know can't really empathize but i can try to understand why people do it just microwave a pumpkin cut a hole in it and i've said too much um <sighs> yeah 
I don't know. It, uh, I it's, again, optimist, optimist, optimist. <laughs> Life can be good, as difficult as it can be. Just you know, hope that we we all improve in these times. Like I mean, that th- that's the most like likely path forward, right? Because like if if you think about it, like this just on on the pure level of like human development, the internet, whether or not we were ready for it or not, like it it creates this um space for exponential growth and exponential unlocking of the human potential because mm. suddenly like information and everything is right there when it didn't used to be um and knowledge of more things uh, where it didn't used to be and you like you would assume or you would think that humanity can only improve of this tool this like tool that can enrich connection empathy understanding do you think we're just yeah again like you said do you think we're really just like going to be in this weird teething period like is it going to be as slow as evolution I guess where so. like the improvement doesn't come in until like 100 or 200 years like look at America man with like how cool would it have been if it was like civil war is over <laughs> black people are free now they're equal okay <laughs> okay <laughs> great yeah but you know that's it's been 60 it's been <laughs> 160 years yeah, it's three generations. Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I think that's a good way of putting it. Right, it's as slow as evolution, right. literally. Mm. So that's that's really slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But because you, you'd also have to think that like the human brain, it develops very slowly as well. Mm. Like our biases, how we how we uh, um, uh, perceive thought, how we perceive things, just in general, like. Like maybe it's really just slow in the uptake, and the internet. Hmm. Maybe it just it, it just didn't come in the right time. <laughs> maybe like if the internet had been introduced to humanity like a thousand years from today, our brain would have been ready to like accept all of the intake, all of the information. Our brains would have evolved, or you know, I guess maybe the existence of the internet is enabling the brain to become evolved. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I watched Teenage Bounty Hunters the other night. How is that? I'm only one episode in it, but I really enjoy it. So it's like teenagers that look for people that are escaping the law? Yeah, I thought it was a documentary series. Right. Thankfully, it's not. It's right. about two, this a pair of twins, these two girls. They go to like, it's set, it's it's interesting because it's very red state. Mm-hmm. Like it's these two girls and it's set in Atlanta. And mind you, I've only seen one episode, but it's twins set in Atlanta. They are, they go to like this preppy school, it's high society there's golf clubs country clubs and all that shit but yeah along the way they get into an accident and they accidentally catch a a, a person uh, fleeing from bond so they become accidental bounty hunters mm. because they're in their dad's cars and they hit, of course it's Atlanta so it's like a teen comedy kind of thing yeah right it has like why did you watch this and what did you watch because it? people were saying on Facebook like BuzzFeed said it's the greatest show <laughs> and I gotta say I liked what I watched first it's of funny. all First of all, okay, you fucking boomer. BuzzFeed said it on Facebook that this show is good. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Now get off my lawn. Let me watch my Teenage Bounty Hunters. Oh. That's pretty bad. I like BuzzFeed. You know what I found out today, Nathan? That right. I should live in New York based off of the foods that I like. Right. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Right. I have a cousin who works at BuzzFeed. He's I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure. I'm sure BuzzFeed has done like at least fifty things that uh, could get them canceled. <laughs> I know they underpay like their their creators for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, nothing good ever comes without the threat of cancellation. I guess that's what we're learning in modern times. Bon appetit. Yeah, I watched a really interesting video on the on like that just ran down the whole like downfall of Bon Appetit. Don't you still feel like there's a hole in your heart where yes. those weekly videos used to be? Yep. I went I was scrolling through my YouTube uh watch later videos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was looking at all these recipes that I wanted that I that I saved there so, so I can so I can cook. You mean your culturally appropriated recipes? I guess so. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But I don't ever want to say that like, oh, why can't I have these things? But it's like there's a line of like just that the society is organically drawing of what is appropriate, what's inappropriate, inappropriate, right? And it's yeah. just it shouldn't be that hard to walk the line, but it's hard. That's but, why cancel culture exists, I guess. We're course correcting slowly but surely. It sucks that people can't, and I I, I genuinely mean this. It sucks that this can't because this, this cannot happen. It sucks that people can't just be like, "Hey, what you did is wrong. Don't do that." And then be okay. I'll stop. Yeah. Mm. It said it's <laughs> because if they if they try to do it, if that person was like, "Hey, please don't do that," the person would be like, "Fuck you!" Hey, stop raping that girl. Yeah, but now it's gotta okay. be like, but, okay, but okay. but that's the thing. It has to be like, you did this thing. Now we're gonna destroy you, and that's the only way we can have change. Yeah, I really wish it could be like, "Hey, please think about that thing you did. It's wrong for this this reason." And then people be like, "Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. What I did was wrong because of these reasons. In the future, I'll try to do this. I apologize." And then we hug, and then we just eat s'mores. Hmm. It can't ever be completely like that. It's half and half like that right now. Yeah, again, no one eats s'mores. Here. Again, like teething. You know how periods. hard it is to find a graham cracker. <laughs> I'm talking about the world in general, because yeah. for example, even like Louis C.K. Right? Again, I bring him up because I think it's a it's a, it's a really interesting story with him specifically because he's out and working again. He is yeah, doing, doing shows. The club circuit. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking doing Chappelle's Ranch. He's doing like the shows, the shows with Chappelle and his whole crew, mm-hmm. um, and he has an audience still. Yeah, there are a good a portion of people that kept him in the cancelled, uh, the cancelled cabin, I guess, yeah. calling it, um, and have chose to keep him there. And like, regardless of what they hear, what they see, they will always say like he's the worst, he's horrible. But there's also a good amount of people that heard his apology, heard what he had to say about it, heard his reflection upon it, deemed it okay enough to be able to move on from it, and are continuing to patronize him and be his fans. So I'd say like we're somewhere in between right now. It's like because mm-hmm. it, yeah, for sure, like you will get your shit called out if you do questionable shit. Um, but maybe accountability can save you. I don't know. It's it's still. I mean, I doubt Louis C.K. will ever be a mainstream success ever again. You know what I just realized? What? It's the police that are fucking up. Yeah. Like if you do something so reprehensible, you go to jail. That's what's that's the agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But like between like, you know, the internet having such a strong opinion and people listening to that shit. It's like they're taking justice into their own hands, right? Because mm-hmm. why? Also, why can't why can't people be like what that person did was so bad, and I can't enjoy it ever again? I mean, you guys do what you want to do, but this is my views on it. Yeah. Why is it like no? No one can do like I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird that in such a in such a crazy mm-hmm. ass year after COVID nineteen, the thing we talked about most is cancel culture. Yeah. What does that mean? I, I guess it's because like everyone wants to 
live in this safe echo chamber, right? Because that's what we are all subconsciously under with like how social media advertising and all of these things work and how these algorithms work. We all exist mm. in a certain social media echo chamber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And therefore, I guess like that's where the whole thing about like, oh, like because this person did this, you can't enjoy that either. And it's wrong if you watch this or if you support him or her, you're wrong. Yeah. Like because they want to exist in this echo chamber where like their opinion and their opinion only Cause pe- exists. Because now people are like, hey, I can't be friends with you Sarah, because you're fans with whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's 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 it's. But I, I feel yeah. I feel exactly what you said. I feel conflicted. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing of all the everyone that's got canceled. There's no no one. I'm like, they shouldn't have gotten canceled. Yeah. Well. Is there anyone? I don't think so. Aziz was like that's the only person I can think dangerous, but then like the truth came out. Yeah, yeah. So, shit. Mm -hmm. But are we even talking about cancel culture if we're talking about our friends? Like, can you? Whoa, can you can you cancel a like cancel? Can you can you cancel a friendship? I mean, obviously you can, but I mean, like, can you use cancel culture on a close relation? No, right? Cancel culture is only for people in the public eye or like. It's 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 a call to justice, right? Or like Karens, yeah, or Karens, yeah. Anyone who because they, they get in the public eye, don't they? Yeah. Anyone that that puts themselves in the public eye, I guess. Yeah. 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 And that's everybody because the moment you step out of your house, you're in the public eye. Yep. That's then going. That's going back to what we were saying about the internet police state. Yeah. I Maybe mean, we should ban the uh, internet police state of t- two thousand two hundred and forty-five. <laughs> what? Like that's that's gonna be the oh, future. Oh, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real bummer. I don't think so. Or I don't know so. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah. I I'm I'm genuinely curious to see where it goes. Because yeah. again, like we, we we have so much perspective as this current generation of human beings compared to like our parents' generation. Like they have experienced, they lived through a lot more than us, mm-hmm. but they did not have the global perspective that we do have today. Yeah. Like their their global perspective was very, very narrow and very skewed which is why old people of older generations tend to have certain like racial preferences or you know racial views hate the australians Mm -hmm. love the kiwis though which i never really understood Mm. they're always like they sound similar but they're so much better Mm -hmm. my parents are weird racist yeah also my parents are not actually racist blah 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 Um, I mean, they are a little bit, but they're not against racists against Australians. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're racist in the way that like Asian parents can be a little bit racist. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they're not not like militaristically racist. Just you know, not militant. Maybe, yeah. May, yeah, not militantly racist, but maybe like you know, hey, don't say that at the dinner table with with other people around. Kind of <laughs> racist, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like, in one generation, to be able to close that gap so much, yeah, doesn't that give you hope for the future generations? Yeah, it really does. Like that, that, that immediacy. We can see that in the immediacy because, like, we're only like what, like thirty years apart from our parents, mm-hmm. about there. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's to say, like, thirty more years, forty more years, in the next generation of people, they're so much more conscious, they're so much more aware. Like, they sad, sad to say, they might be the ones that would have the job of fixing. But like I said, dude, shit. it's like parents pass on their shit, right? Because can you imagine, like, during the uh, Martin Luther King, during the 60s, and we're like, okay, we're starting to see change. That means in a generation or two generations' time, racism will be over. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's more over than it's not. It still exists, but it's, it's like... It's not more over than it's not, dude. It's still okay, fucking awful. Fine, fine, fine. It's, it evolves is what it does. Yeah. It changes. It changed. It, 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 it changed. It yeah. evolves. Mm-hmm. But like the level of hate is pretty much the same. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it just changes. Like from slavery to like Jim Crow and lynching to like the, what the police are doing. It's like, it's all different. Thing. And this is all, again, this is just in America, but like, yeah, this is a real bummer of an episode. Is it? Yeah, maybe even more so than last week. I don't know. I think I it's, know. I think it's been a pretty interesting one. I think it's been an interesting one. I think it, it's, it's, it is interesting. Yeah. I, th- I think you're interesting, Nathan. I'm trying to think of like something that I watched this week that I could like offer up as a d- distraction. When's your music video coming out? Uh, Friday. No, wait. Yeah, it's Friday. That's exciting. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, David Blaine. I've, I've been watching a bunch of David Blaine things. Does he have new stuff come out? He's releasing a new special end of the month. What? Yes. Where is he locking himself in, under, on top of, or through? He's going to pull an up. He's going to go in a house that's lifted up by balloons? Minus the house, just him. Just He's going up with balloons? Yeah. <laughs> like in like a lawn chair? No, he's just going <laughs> to hold on to a bunch of balloons. And rise up into the sky with no parachute on him. Apparently, what's going to happen is that, I, I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but like a parachute is going to be in one of the balloons. Like and a backup? No, because like, he's not going to wear a parachute on him. Yeah. The parachute that he needs to descend safely is oh. going to be in one of the balloons. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. He's essentially doing like a fucking stunt at this point. Like it's not. It's it's some feeling. They all were the. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Kind of thing now. But but those were also like disciplinary. You know, like he had to like, like, kind of alter his body in a way that allowed him to like um, stay in ice or Mm. stay buried underground Mm -hmm. or hold his breath for thirteen minutes. Yeah. Like this one's just kind of like some Felix Baumgartner shit, you know? Pretty much, man. Yeah. Just put a Red Bull helmet on him. It's pretty intense. Um, but he's doing it with YouTube end of the month. Um, and it might change oh. um, based on weather conditions. Right. I was going to say, I'm like somewhere, him and some other people who are very intelligent probably had a conversation of like, what color should the balloons be? <laughs> but if it's YouTube, then I guess it's going to be red. Uh, it's just a bunch of... Again, he's going to up it. Just like every if they're color. multicolored, that'd be <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, every color of the rainbow. But people were like, nah, that blue is not right. <laughs> no, he needs like multiple balloons to get up there. Multiple yeah. giant balloons. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been on like a slight David Blaine binge because um, I remember watching him when I was a kid on mm-hmm. like those specials that, that, mm-hmm. that would come up on TV. And like... At the time, it was just such a fresh new thing because up until then, my understanding of magic was like the David Copperfields and like the big shows with like the girls in skimpy outfits and like lots of lights and dramatic music. Then here comes this like weird guy in a beanie. He's like, hey, look at this. Hey. <laughs> he does have that like laziness. Yeah. Lazy like. Hey, check this out. You want your card trick? Yeah, and it's just, it's beautiful. Let me shake this cup of coins. Oh, look, there's coffee in it. <laughs> no other way around. Look at this cup of coffee. Oh, coins. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, he, he, did an, freak. he did an appearance on Joe Rogan uh, this past week. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's yeah. amazing to like listen to like his ambitions, like what he wants to do with his performance, like how he's basically just trying to become this like different species of human. It's... He's trying to evolve, man. <laughs> it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Like he, he, he is. I would, I would love to like meet him one day. He seems like a very interesting person. Let's have him on the podcast. Oh my god! Maybe he can lift us up in a balloon. 
<laughs> but yeah, I've been on like a random, like I'll just like pull up random David Blaine clips. Yeah. Like if you haven't seen it, check out his ice pick trick. It's gnarly. Like go look it up online or something. He has done on several occasions, just on multiple occasions, many, many occasions, stick an ice pick. Just like through his lip and shit? Like no, into arm? his hand. Right. He sticks it into his hand. And then like at some point he stopped doing his hand because it was like giving him a bit of weird nerve shit. And, I wonder why. And he chose to do it to, on his bicep instead. Ew. Yeah. And it's like a full, full penetration. You see it stick into the skin and out the other side and everything. Check it out. He does yeah. it. Yeah. He, he does the trick on YouTube for like uh, uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, Kanye West. Um, what Carlson. a weird group of people <laughs> in different. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the baking, the they're all breaking bad. <laughs> and Kanye, the, easy. Uh, what are you doing here? Yeah, it was a compilation of him doing the trick to a bunch of famous people, and like <laughs> they were just like, like it, it, there was like the only logical way that he was able to do that was that he did it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like David Blaine's one of those guys where like at this, which I guess is the point. It's same as like bald guy who pays with money, pays for things with no. What's that guy's name? The English guy. Who oh, gets you um, to kill people. Ah, uh, shit. Darren Brown. Yeah, they they've both occupied this space where it's like I don't know what's real or not. I guess that's kind of the point. Yeah. Because I'm sure David question everything pushing is like that. Like, oh, my my body's just. But but maybe he's like ooh secret way to breathe air while I'm underwater or some shit. I don't know. It's entertaining though. It's funny to think of David Blaine with like a tummy ache. <laughs> Oh, my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I ate some. Uh, last night, I think I had uh, maybe some Indian food that didn't agree with me. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> right? He, did, he has like an asmr kind of voice. A little bit. Yeah. Because he also does this crazy thing where he, he, he can like regurgitate a frog. <laughs> yeah, and it goes into... And he can also like spout endless amounts of water. Through his nose or something? Through his mouth. Like, he does this other trick. Okay, like guys, you guys, you, you need to get on this David Blaine binge. <laughs> um, he did this crazy trick on Jimmy Kimmel where he drank a, a whole, like, an ass ton of water before the interview. He did the full interview, talked, did some tricks, was normal. And then at the very end of the interview, he asked for a full cup of uh, petroleum. Uh, okay. He then proceeds to prove... That what's in the cup is petroleum. He right. drinks the petroleum. He sets fire to a trash can, and he s- regurgitates the petroleum back out, and causes the fire to like boom, boom, boom. After which he regurgitates the water that he had drank before the interview out, like just like a fucking spout. Like that's so gross. <laughs> He's essentially just like projectile vomiting onto like like. Clear water onto this fire, and that's something the human body can do with enough training. That's something his human body can do. Not like historically, other magicians have done it. It's just that other magicians who have done it have dedicated their whole lives to becoming like these regurgitation artists. Where whereas, does he put the where, how? How does the gas and the water not mix? Because physics. What kind of physics? Like doesn't like oil float above water? Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> There, there's, ba- crazy. there's basically a way like a physical way that you can train your body into like regurgitating specific things out that's why he's able to regurgitate a frog and not the water he can like how does the frog not die from the stomach acid I guess stomach acid is not that strong or I guess that's why he drinks a lot of water beforehand he's just living in there yeah he that's drinks a lot of water beforehand 
eats the frog, drinks more water, and then proceeds to regurgitate the frog. How the fuck do you get... How do you get into this kind of things? He's all like, all right, so David Copperfield can fly. And, uh, yeah, Siegfried and Roy have the lions. <laughs> so I guess I gotta swallow a frog. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, like, how, do you, how does that become your shtick? No, again, like these are things that have been historically, historically like, yeah. done in magic before, especially like in the early days of magic, like the Houdini times. Yeah, they would be like this guy, the human aquarium, or ah. like this guy, the human fire hydrant. So or, he's bringing it back, or this guy, the one that can get impaled. Because like there have been people that have done tricks yeah. where they straight up put a freaking rapier through their chest and survive, or yeah. like a rapier through their freaking like liver and survive. So like historically, people have done this, but it's. It has always been like their specialty act. Yeah, like yeah, it's the yeah. one thing that like they can do. Like a sword swallower. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas David Blaine, he's trying to like pick up all of these fucking skills and become like a weird... Sideshow Blaine. Peter Petrelli of magic. That was a weird <laughs> a reference. Weird reference. sorry. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else that has all the powers. Wasn't Silas the one who had all the powers? No. Well... Didn't they have similar powers in that... Well, Silas... Had to well, kill people to yeah, get Yeah, Silas powers? had to like eat their brains to get the powers. Peter Petrelli just needed to be near them. Huh. Yeah. I just rewatched season one of Heroes like a few months ago, in case you're a new listener and have no idea what I'm talking about. I chose on a whim. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the middle of like phase one to rewatch the whole first season of Heroes. Then you stop because that's what you do. That's, yep. You don't, you don't watch two, three, four, five. You just don't. You know what I'm doing is I'm rewatching Scrubs. It goes by quick. Yeah. Like I'm on season five already. I'm like more than halfway done. I started like not too long ago. But that's what happens when you watch sitcoms though. Because like, because like, they're like 21, 22 yeah, minutes long. One hour, long. you do three. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes, like, most times, yeah. you end up just kind of doing five or six at one yeah, go while you're doing other things. Yeah, while I'm like editing photos. Yeah. Doing emails, playing Stardew Valley. It's just there. Same thing happened for me when I rewatched Community mm. um, early on in The Circuit Breaker. Like, it was just, okay, season one, a few weeks later, oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just watched all of it. That's what happens. Including all the YouTube bloopers and behind the scenes and interviews and shit. I now know everything. I'm and sure. I, and I'm ashamed. <laughs> you shouldn't be ashamed. <laughs> you know what I want to be ashamed about? I feel like ordering Shake Shack for dinner. Oh, yeah? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since I had Shake Shack. But also... But I, I've been eating clean lately, so I maybe should not... You can just cycle to a Shake Shack and like... Is it raining? No. Hmm. I don't think so. God... I mean, 2020 sucks, but if you told 2019 John that you could cycle to a Shake Shack... Two Shake Shacks? Two Shake Shacks. Yeah. We're in the middle of two Shake Shacks. Nope, don't triangulate our position. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, of course, the Shake Shack in Seoul, Korea, and the Shake Shack... Okay. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I guess 2020 is not so bad. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> On that note... I, I don't know. That's a weird note to go out of. Like, just a lie. Here's a lie for you. I guess, but I guess the truth is that, you know, it depends on how you look at it. It depends on what you choose to focus on. Oh, 100%. Because, again, like, even even shitty things like the pandemic have a bright side. Yeah. Like, 2020, I think everyone, everyone understands this, that 2020 has been the year where we finally see or that we finally get awakened to the things in our life that are truly important. And yeah. uh, first... Asian American woman vice president America maybe come on yeah. fingers crossed Kamala yeah. yeah we'll see yeah um yeah we'll see is really like 2020 slogan <laughs> <laughs> like you think it's bad now we'll see 
<laughs> you think it's getting really shitty now? We'll see. You think like a crazy fucking fire that's burning like an entire state in California is bad enough? We'll see. Oh, Australia's on fire too? Ooh, we'll see. Can you imagine if 2021 was like in 2020, uh, 2021, 2020 wasn't so bad in hindsight. Hitler revived by German scientists. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Hitler removed <laughs> from cryostasis. 2021. That would be crazy. I mean, I doubt it. And I feel like the U.S. military could really take Hitler now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think anything short of, like, a full-on global war, like, that's that's that would be, like, the straw on the camel's back. <laughs> So how shitty everything has been this year. Um, wait a minute. So, you wait. So you put hay on a camel, and eventually there's going to be one straw of hay that breaks its back. Is that what that fucking phrase means? Yeah, I've never thought about it. You've never thought about it. I've never thought. What about did you it. think it meant? I I don't know. I've just never visualized it. I guess is right, what I'm saying. Right. The straw that breaks the camel's back. Because I never thought. I forgot that straw is like hay. You yeah. Mean? Yeah. I didn't, and, then, and yet I didn't think of it as a drinking straw. But like, okay, but, but what did you think it meant when, when you heard other people say it? No, I know what it means. It's, like, it's the last thing that, you know, before the thing, things. Uh-huh. It's, you know, I just never thought of the metaphor. Right. What? <laughs> so you knew what it meant. You just never Look, put the two and two together Camel's yourself. got humps. Where does the hay go? Like, in between the humps? I guess. Oh, it doesn't seem like a pack mute animal to me. Like you put, you put like enough hay to fill the gap in the humps, and then you just pile it on top. <laughs> I feel like you know even less about this than I do. <laughs> at this point, the straw that breaks the camel's back. I've never met a camel. Me neither. Never been in a place with camels. There's so little of this world that we've seen. There's that phrase where like that says a camel is a badly designed horse. Yeah. I've heard that one. That one, I don't know what it means. <laughs> like, um, like I, I think I get it, but like a camel's a camel. Yeah, it's pretty useful. Yeah, it does. It does. It does things like a horse can't. It does a lot for a lot of people. How is it a badly designed horse? It's like a phrase. It's like a real thing that people say. Like a camel is a badly. Is it, is it like a visual thing? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. What are some other phrases that we don't understand? Um, you know, speaking of camels, I always thought this was a dumb biblical thing. Like it's 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 harder for a it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to go to heaven. That's a very specific usage of metaphors or something. Very. It felt like it was made by like one guy speaking to another guy. Just like a tailor was <laughs> sitting there, and there and behind him was a camel. He's like, hey. I'm, Fuck that thing can't go through that thing, <laughs> but that dude can't go to heaven. Yeah. Look at that rich motherfucker <laughs> with his camels. <laughs> How about a, 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 a stitch in time saves an iron? That I makes like, sense. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, and I get what that means. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. But nine stitches don't sound like a lot. I mean, if you think English sayings are weird, just just go to like Chinese idioms. Oh yeah, Chinese idioms are some strange ones. One of my favorites. Because like we have these things in, Chi- in the Chinese language called cheng yus, mm-hmm. which are essentially most commonly like four character phrases. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like da 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 da, and it would within these four characters you can t- like it's essentially like lore to an entire story okay. that has a lesson or some okay. kind of meaning. For example, 
my favorite one is called Tui Nio Tan Ching, which okay. literally means like playing piano to a cow. They, they can't appreciate that. Exactly. That's what it means. It that's means so cool. It means to be like doing something that isn't appreciated by its by the audience or something like that you know yeah where it's like if like you were you were preaching satanism in a church it's like if if, if, it's like if david blaine actually like pulled the nose from a baby like physically did it and then put it back Mm -hmm. but they do that all the time with their mommy so they don't get it what i don't know (laughs) i don't know yeah. It's like if David Blaine physically put a coin in his ear and then pulled it out for a baby. They can't yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, that 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 is, probably tracks more. Yeah, that tracks better. Yeah. That's that is Duenio dancing. <laughs> that is playing piano for a cow. Playing piano for a cow. That's a nice. That's kind of beautiful. There's tons of others that I, I wish I could pull up off the top of my head, but like, yeah, like Chinese sayings get whack. <laughs> yeah, I like them. I like sayings. I don't use them enough. I feel like maybe you use more sayings the older you get. Maybe. Like when you get when you start getting to that age where like you're lazy with words and you can't be bothered to speak to your grandchildren. Yeah. So you'll just like say a phrase that can like let him let him chew on that for the next week or so. Uh, My grandpa barely spoke to me. He only spoke in, <laughs> he only spoke in those things. In cryptic phrases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the key will unlock the door. What? <laughs> what? What? Shanyang, come here. Come here, come here. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Which is actually, that's the whole point of, sorry, that's from Umbrella Academy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's his name's whole cult movement. Yeah. That was a good show. Yeah. Umbrella Academy, that's so long ago. I, I think we're rambling so, for, for like forever. Yeah, I know, but it made me feel better. Yeah, it did actually, me too. Lighten up the mood a little bit. That We were not playing piano for a cow yeah we were recording podcasts for listeners yeah and like the saying goes everybody thanks for the hang da, 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 da. Woo. bye bye place to be it's a good day for a good time with a good hang It's a good day for a good time with a good hang What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing It's a good day for a good time with a good hang